Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cow Daily. Um, I think this is the first one we've ever done on a Saturday. Um, you'll probably see why as we go on. Um, obviously, um, if you've watched the video that we did, I think it was on Thursday, about Paddy Pimlet, then things have happened since then, and Paddy and I went back and forth on Instagram. Um, it, it was just weird. Weird. Uh, there's a lot of denialism going on, but... I just think this is a, a moment where we can like learn. And I think in these moments, it's people are very quick to jump on people and trash them. Um, and I think we need to look at the whole person about people before we, we go ahead and do that. Because personally speaking, and I mean, it's easy enough for me to say as a white man, like it's, um, I think he's got a lot more going from him than he hasn't. And I think um, with the right kind of, like treatment of all of this, then think good can come out of this because I do believe he's a good lad. So um, as we go on, obviously we're doing this live. If you let me know what you think in the comments about it, there's more stuff happened um, at the press conference for the UFC last night. Um, xenophobic stuff. First, what though? I'll talk you through the tweet interaction. Um, sorry, the Instagram interaction that Paddy and I had last night which is, um, I, I mean, I follow him. I've been a fan of the lad. I've been really inspired by um, his and Molly's rise. So this has been really tough and, and shit and not nice. So anyway, somebody had um, posted on one of his, because he's getting hammered on his social media on just one of his posts, um, use men's mental health for likes and views much. And I replied to that and I said, I really don't think he's doing that. I just think he's not very mature doesn't know when to take ownership of the things he's done. He needs to learn to apologize and be humble. I think he thinks he's humble, but I think I think he thinks he's humble, but this week looks like a big week for him effing around and finding out when the first five minutes on YouTube. So Paddy replied at Melt the Podcast, I'm very humble fella. What are you talking about? You don't know me, so don't talk excrement emoji. I've responded, you need to apologize to Ariel, brother. If you want to know context for that, then have a look at yesterday, uh, Thursday's show. Uh, also, the racist tweets one clarifying as well. I'm not a hater at all, far from it, but I can't get with that ch- excrement. Our country is made up of many people wherever they were born. It's painful seeing you going like this, Pad, but I still wish you well in life. I hope you come to a place of understanding as to what you've said and how it can hurt people. Much love. And what I've done is I've linked them to that video. Um, what a lot of people have been, it's been saying to us in the feedback is the thing that I handled it sensitively and it was with love. And it is. All of this is with love. Um, I, as I say, we've got a transition beyond all this cancelling carry on, you know what I mean? Um, and see the good in people and try and like work with that. And I've got a possible solution at the end. Um, and it's a tangible one. So um, I stick around for that. So anyway, the thread goes on between Paddy and I. So I've Went back with him. You need to apologize. Oh, sorry, that's the same one. You, so Paddy then replied, if Ariel apologized to me, then I'll apologize for calling him names. That cool. What are you talking about now, lad? Racist tweets. Never said anything racist in my life, so I'd be canceled by now if I did. So please stop spreading lies about me. It's getting beyond a joke. I kind of have that. I'm not spreading lies about nobody. So anyway, these are the tweets that I was referring to. Um. So this is from 2019. This country is a effing mess because of the government, lad. It's as simple as that. Lots of immigrants have landed in this country and took over full areas. Some places don't even speak English, and you tell me that's good for this country. 
she shouldn't moan, shouldn't moan at mate, got a roof over her head. It was in reference to this from Sky News that somebody had retweeted. Sky News has said, this is a place for animals, not for human beings. Um, and there's a picture of a, um, I assume an asylum seeker there. When the, it was when they were um, being put in the shipping containers. Paddy retweeted this. How about you F off back to your own country, you F and dickhead. Come here, expect everything. When I see ex-army living on the street, don't like it, F off. As I said in the show the other day, that is just blatant National Front 1970s unfiltered racism. So Paddy, you asked us like where, where you've been racist or where you've been linked to racism. This is it. And I'm going to tag you in this. I'm not running away from this, but we've got a solution possibly at the end for when you get back to Merseyside, if you're interested. I hope you will be. Um, it goes on. Um, this was an interchange between Paddy and another UFC fighter called Mohamed Makayev. Um, Mohamed Makayev um, originates from Dagestan, um, but he's competed in wrestling for um, the British Olympic team. We've gone past the five-minute mark, so I can start swearing. Happy days. So Paddy says, no, you wear that flag as a fraud. You're not from here, you idiot, and I don't wrestle you. It's that simple. Remember the name Tobin. It's just all bollocks, that bit. Mohammed comes back. You're racist. I represent this country. What are you going to do about it? I don't need to wrestle you. I know how you wrestle already. Paddy's like, how am I racist? Haven't mentioned race once, you tit. I mean, it's basically the type of stuff he was saying to me last night, isn't it? And what I'm taking from that is that Paddy maybe doesn't know. He doesn't know what racism is. He maybe doesn't know what xenophobia is. Now, as I say, we need to take the whole person into account, right? We can't just be like writing people off left and right, as some wanted to do in the comments um, when I posted like videos or posts about this stuff. Um, this is this is who Paddy is. This is from earlier in the month, right? Um, I'm just going to play this short video and just so you can get a sense if you've not heard of, heard of him, like who he is, because based on those tweets, you would think he was awful, and he's just not. So check this out. Even in ours, lad, looking at the smart meter every day, it used to be like three quid. Now every day it's like 12 quid. So I don't understand how a family of like five are living and getting by. It really is. He's already for them. It's horrible to see. It's just the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. The divide's ridiculous. It's getting harder and harder for the working class. And I just want to be a voice for them. Absolutely admirable, as you would expect um, from the way him and Molly McCann have been going on. I mean, there's more detail about what Molly was doing in the video from the other day on the Cow Daily YouTube channel. And that type of stuff is amazing because we need anti-establishment figures to stand up on behalf of working class people. And I would never denigrate that at all. But working class people aren't just white. They don't just look like me. Working class people are from many different places, many different ethnicities, and our country makes up all of those people. Now in Jamaica, they have a, a phrase, which I hope I don't butcher too much, uh, many people, um, one nation. And that's something that we aspire to, man. And um, I just don't think that's happening here, is it? Evidentially, the denial that's coming off the lad, it's upset, it's upset us. There's no doubt about it because I've been so invested and inspired in the rise of Paddy and Molly. And I just think it's been a brilliant thing. And obviously all of this stuff has come out. So anyway, bringing it forward to um, last night. Two seconds, I'll just pull it up. So um, just back to the interchange. So Paddy's like saying similar to what he was saying to Mohammed Makayev to me. What are you talking about now, lad? Racist tweets, Paddy, if you watch this, I'm going to tag you in it. Um, 
there you go. That's what it is. So I've re replied to him, Pad, I can't link you to the screenshots because you can't on Instagram. They're in the video I linked you to above if you want to see them. They're blatantly racist and nobody to my knowledge has ever asked you about them. I'd love to see you clarify them, brother. It's disappointed a lot of us that you haven't because we have love for you. I mean, it's very easy to write off people you, you dislike, isn't it? And it's really hard to call out people that you love. And I do love the kid. He's just put a lot of good in the world, hasn't he? So this is just horrible. It's so conflicting. It's ridiculous. Um, so as I say, they're blatantly racist and nobody, to my knowledge, has ever asked you about them. I'd love to see you clarify them. It's disappointed a lot of us because we have love for you. Look, on the real, I know how angry I was looking back in the year after my pal hung himself. Now, for people who don't know, just a few days before Paddy's last fight, one of his friends sadly took his own life. I know how wild, with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of being an older man, I know how wild that made me. And I didn't know it at the time because my head was so mashed up. So I'm asking you, please, please practice some, some kindness and understanding here because the lad, not only has he went through that, his career and his profiles went through the stratosphere and he's got a lot of what I would consider questionable people wrapped around him. Talk a little bit about it in the video we did the other day. And it cannot be nice because um, they're not going to tell him to take a break, which is what he clearly, I would say, needs. Get out the spotlight and just start dealing with your feelings, mate. Um, so anyway, it goes on. Look on the reel, I know how angry I was after. Um, looking back, I was doing wild shit that felt normal then, but I wasn't taking time to feel how I was feeling. Your profile has went huge since then, and it's a lot to absorb with the pain we feel when we lose someone close to us. Just know there is a lot of love for you out there here, and I hope you find peace, brother. I truly do. I bloody do as well. And if there's anything I can do to help out, just reach out. I DMs are always open. Sincerely, we might not know each other, but I understand. Take care of yourself and stick your phone in the drawer. You've got the biggest fight of your life tomorrow, and you shouldn't be talking with people like me on the internet today. Just know none of this from hate whatsoever. All the best. Fortunately, Paddy didn't respond, and that was what I wanted. He's like, he needs to get his head head round the fact that he's got this massive fight. He's co-main event in Las Vegas, man. And he's sitting there. Do you know what he was doing, right? He was sitting in the in the MGM, right? Killing time waiting to go out for the ceremonial wains. And um, what are you doing? Like, somebody take his fucking phone off him. Like, seriously, like, I, I can relate to this so much. And look, I might be wrong. I don't know, know him at all, right? I don't. But what I do know is what the bereavement's like as a survivor of bereavement by suicide, and I certainly know what it's like in the first sort of six to 12 months. Your head's not right, and you would I don't understand how anybody's head could be right, and then to be thrust continually into the spotlight like this, man, you haven't got time to, like, breathe. Um, so anyway, I wanted to close this off, right, with what actually happened um, and this is why I've made another video, because it's it's new. And, well, Paddy, as I say, was going back and forth with, with us, because we're a community. He was doing it again at the press conference. And there's a point here I want to make about the media and the press, right? Paddy is instant viral gold. Simple as that. And... People have just clipped what he was saying to another fighter called Ilya Tupuria, who they've got a bit of beef with, like, right? 
and they've not when this is xenophobic and they're just using this to like sell the fight get clicks get ad revenue and all of this carry on no i am doing it because i would like him to speak to somebody on merseyside who's a friend of one of our mutual friends and maybe go through these themes and it'll become clear when we get to the end of this but anyway this is what new, what's new this is from at the weasel i didn't I, I haven't clipped um it at all simply because we'll probably get a copyright strike and also as well i'm sick of saying it i was watching this right last night um on the telly because i watch the ufc and and martial arts stuff to relax it's the one thing i do that's away from politics so i don't want to make these bloody videos do you know what i mean but you could like if it, if it's in front of you what you're supposed to do about it so anyway the weasel did Paddy, Paddy really call Ilya Tapuria a mongrel publicly like that? That's pretty messed up. Why does he have a racial issue with Tapuria? This is um, from an American perspective, by the way. Um, somebody goes on um, at two laps down. I don't know the context, but the use of the word mongrel is reasonably common in English and Australian talk and is usually equivalent to bastard or whatevs. If the convo was about race or whatever, then yikes, but generally I wouldn't take it that way. That is is a true statement i mean everybody's watching neighbors where like the, like harold bishop's calling somebody a mongrel or, or there's like dirty galan all that it's in that level but it's context right and we'll go on to what that context is and i couldn't believe it when he was doing this I was like what are you doing mate stop it man so anyway here's the context paddy called Tapuria mongrel because he's ethnically georgian he's born in germany and he lives in spain Mongrel is a term used to look down on someone who is mixed race or ethnically as they aren't pure blood. Now, again, I don't know whether Paddy knows this at all. There's every chance he doesn't, and I hope that that's the case, right? In Liverpool, like people, I've lived there, man. People do call people like loads of different names. The crack's fantastic there, but like there's a very fine line, and the top and bottom of it is. Paddy was calling him a mongrel whilst breaking down where he was from, where he was born and where he lives and repeated it over and over again, calling him a mongrel. And it seemed very angry and very hate-filled to me. And it was like he was cosplaying, trying to be Conor McGregor five years on. Paddy, if you ever watch this, right, people loved Conor for a while before he went dark, right? Like, and again, I understand how dark it feels when you lose a friend. And I'm worried that you're doing this in the public eye with this, obviously, this background of these tweets that have never been clarified that I asked you to clarify and you just denied last night. So we'll have to fucking force this issue because the top and bottom of it is this, right? If people look up to you, and I hate to be all like, let's think of the kids, but you've got to. I've seen you talk about how your fan base is young. They're young kids and they look up to you, and rightly so, for a lot of the things you do and you talk about. I think it's admirable the mental health stuff you're doing is powerful as hell. And I did see the other day somebody come up to you at one of the pre press conferences and said, without you giving your speech at the last event, I'd be dead. But that doesn't debar you from accountability on this. Like the the journal, like other not even journalists, but like whatever the media is now, right? That that they're hounding you for clicks. And the top of that is that there's no accountability for the blatantly xenophobic shit you were saying to another person in full view of the world last night, in full view of people, young people especially who might think that's all right. We've got a problem with fascism in the world, and I'm not calling you that for one minute. 
But what I am saying is this type of stuff drips the normality of or, or normalizes this kind of stuff. And it's not all right, man. It can never be all right. So anyway, we'll go on. So this is the definition of xenophobia, right? Dislike of or prejudice against people from other countries um, and quotes the resurgence of racism and xenophobia. Xenophobia and racism go hand in hand, but they're quite distinct. Um, it's not always about skin color, though it, it does um, happen a lot more when people of color are involved. And that's just fact. And this is, um, you know, I took it as an invite when you were like, where have I been racist and, and xenophobic? And then all of this carry on happened at the frigging press conference, man. It was just like, oh, do you not get this, man? Have you not? Has he not got anybody in his, in his life who can actually point this stuff out? Because this is wild to me, this like wild. It's like an ongoing thing. It's not isolated. It's a chain of events. It's a pattern of behavior. And it's breaking me frigging heart, to be honest with you. So anybody, anyway, there's a, a guy called Mario A. Esquivel, and he's explaining from a Hispanic perspective. And he's saying, Hispanic, yeah, I'll explain. For us in the Mexican, Hispanic, Latino community, when some of us have more than one ethnicity due to both parents having different ethnicities, races, we're referred to as perros encadados, mixed dogs. It's a degrading term. Hope this helps. Now, Paddy is massive everywhere now, not just in Liverpool um, and not just like in, in England or the UK, he's arguably bigger in the United States. Now, the United States is a very ethnically diverse country, and that's one of the brilliant things about it, in my view. Contrary to some, pop, uh, is it popular, unpopular belief? Who knows these days? I think that's one of the best things about the United States and definitely one of the best things about England. Like England without immigration wouldn't have drum and bass. It wouldn't, but I don't want to go like food, culture, all of that. The people, like le the learning and the and the just friendships, none of this epic stuff. Friendships, it's like I can't even imagine like the country without um, a variety of people. It would be shite. Do you want to like? There's so many people want to drag us back to the 1950s, not just an attitude, but in terms of like how crappy everything is, and we've got to intervene and stop it, even when it's hard. And this for me is hard. I've had a terrible week with bereavement as well. Like, you know what I mean? Just like it's probably a delayed response. And like the day before, like I made that video, the first one, and there was a reason for it because I give a shit about this this kid big time. I think he, um, I hope he's open to, to learning. I really do. I really do. But at the end of the day, I just, I'm just really not sure, given that interchange we had last night. And it wasn't just with me, he was having, having it in with loads of other people as well. And it was like, get your phone in the drone, get your head in, you fight and then deal with this like on Monday or something. So anyway, it goes on just about xenophobia, just so we know. Um, there are various determinant factors that affect xenophobia that references Wallace 1999, if anyone wants to look it up. And these are the following. One, the migration, a reaction to increasing number of various migrants. Two, the socioeconomic changes, a reaction to the economic recession, unemployment or fear of losing one's job. Three, social isolation. So the top and bottom of it is, right, we're totally in that scenario. And we saw at, at the clip, courtesy of Joe.co.uk, who do Sterling work and interview him quite a bit, and Molly as well. Um, 
Paddy's aware of these socioeconomic situations and he's speaking out. So the awareness for me needs to be developed and expanded and it needs to be um, around how these things can really hurt people and the friggin' do, like, the do. The really do. Like, I don't want any person of colour watching this and thinking that they're not British because you are. It's just the same as I am. I mean, my background's like um, ancestry's Irish, but the thing is, I can, I can you remember, no blacks, no dogs, no Irish. But I can walk down the street, and nobody knows my background unless I was to tell them. So I'm not experiencing that stuff. And to be honest, my family kind of like anglicised themselves and never spoke about it. Um, but that was that was one of the ways that um, one of the things that could happen because of the colour of our skin. People who aren't white don't have that privilege. And if you want to know what white privilege is, that's one aspect of it. It's not like one of the, like, forget all this, like, forget listening to people who, like, use woke and white privilege. It's like, oh, God, listen to yous, you know? At the end of the day, we've all got to do some, like, learning at certain points. I've had to. We've all had to. When all this started, I had a reaction to it. It was like, oh, just shut the fuck up, man. We're just trying to, like, just trying to do the best we can. Everybody's the same. And, like, I don't see colour. And that's a load of crap too. I've had to evolve beyond that because the top and bottom of it is everybody's lived experience is different. And it's not for me to say um, what people should or shouldn't feel because I've never felt it. I've never felt that walking down the street and feeling like there's eyes on you just because of who you are and how, what you look like in terms of your skin color. It's vile, isn't it? And no, none of us, like, especially people who have sent in, such as Paddy, because he does, we've seen it in that clip, and there's loads of others where he's just a beautiful person. There's no way we can have a, a powerful spokesperson like him coming out with this xenophobic shit. It just can't happen, man. So anyway, I'm going to move it forward a wee bit. So one of my heroes, right, and one of the people that taught me a lot about race is Chuck D from Public Enemy and he put this out yesterday it's not linked to this but um, it might be who knows um, it will never be winning if you're losing your soul to get it the only issue I have with that is that Chuck used common, comic sans but hey boomers <laughs> but uh, Chuck is literally one of my heroes and without Public Enemy I wouldn't have been taught I think it came through through music and through hip-hop culture. I just thought that was a, a, an interesting thing to see. Now, two seconds. We'll just get this next one up here. I posted the video because I was having a conversation with Scally Mag, who's a Liverpool sort of magazine, Liverpool-based magazine. Great, They do great stuff, actually, and they'd posted something about the similar type of themes that I'm talking about. And the video was liked by um, somebody called Chantel Lunt, who's chair of the Merseyside Alliance for Racial Equality and founder of Merseyside Black Lives Matter, also has a master's in criminology and social policy. Now, I haven't spoken with Chantel directly. I don't know how to do that, but I do have mutual friends with her and I've seen her on their show, which is Socialist Think Tank, a few times. And she's a very impressive person. And she sees things through a class analysis. And I would love, I would love this. Paddy, I would love it, right? I'm going to send this video to you. I'd love if we could arrange a meeting. Nothing to do with podcasts, right? I'm not doing this. I don't want you to come on our podcast. There's too many leeches on your back, pal. And you're gunning through a lot. 
you don't need to be doing this in public, but just know there's a potential support and, and help and guidance there. And we're going to bridge that gap for you and make it happen. And just know every single thing that I've said to you today is out of love. Everything. But I also understand the anger that comes from losing somebody close to you in such a violent way. So if you want to give a shit, if you want to scream and shout at us, um, do so. But just know you're one of the best fighters in the world. And I'll be fucking dodging you because I don't want to take one of the jaw off you. But at the same time, we can't go through life, none of it, right? Any of it, by just writing people off, particularly when they've previously or been in good standing in other ways. This is an edu educational moment and it's a teachable moment. And I hope you take it, Pad. Let's see what's in the comments. There's quite a few and I'll take as many as I can. So this video is not too long. Jacqueline Hemmings is saying, Chantel Lund is brilliant. I agree. Mia Mantri saying, I'm a massive Chantel Lund fan. I loved her interview on the police. Jacqueline saying she's also really funny. Joanne is saying, he probably, probably won't give Chantel the time of day. I hope so. I hope that like he does give this the time of day. I really do, because honestly, I would hate to see him go the way of Conor McGregor and just spit hatred into the world, man. And as Big Bob Grady says here, yeah, we're all human. We all bleed red and have feelings. Absolutely. And I think that's a great place to end this. And as I say, Paddy, I don't want you to come on my podcast. Never. I don't want to do anything off the back of you. That's not what Milk the Cow is, pal. We're not that. We'll never go chasing that crap. But given that we'd interacted with each other last night and it was in the way that it was during what's going on and me having a level of understanding what you might be feeling, I could not make this video, could I? So anyway, if people do want to support independent journalism, please go to patreon.com forward slash cow daily patreon.com forward slash cow daily it would be helpful and as i say please show some compassion towards this lad because online hate mobs just ain't the one man if you're going to engage with them please do it with love in your heart but if he if he just continues to do this stuff then ultimately we're going to have to say fuck him at some point aren't we which would break me heart i love waking up on sunday mornings and watching um him or molly fight I've been in tears seeing them win before, like cheering my face off at seven o'clock in the morning. And I just feel like it's been taken away from us in some respects, just like Newcastle United was taken away from us as well. I didn't change. Newcastle United changed. Paddy, please don't be Newcastle United, pal. See you later. <sighs> Fuck's sake. All right, I'll see you later.